and Bets, presented by PrizePix, here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell as always, but we're going to talk about some playoff hockey today. That's right, DJ. We've got Tuesday, May 18th, the NHL playoffs are finally here. How you doing? And are you ready for our first show about the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it, it's the best time of the year. You know, there's no worries, no concerns, just good hockey to watch for me and you. So don't have to be, you know, nervous watching any of these games. And it's the best. Um, I'm just excited to be betting and giving you as much information as we possibly can for the three playoff games that are going on on Tuesday. So Matt, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I mean, I'm doing great. Uh, I mean, honestly, the Sunday action, which is, you know, the, the three games on Tuesday, was absolutely insane. Like, you yeah. know, all credit to Boston, Washington, which was great on Saturday. But, like, the Sunday games were all incredible, in my opinion. So I'm actually really excited to get the things. Um, you may notice, you know, if you're coming here expecting, uh, you know, the 430 Vancouver-Calgary uh, picks and bets, um, yeah, my bet is no bet because just, just don't like do something better with your time. Find, you know, find uh, minor league baseball or I don't know, professional darts, like just literally anything else. Like, I mean, Vancouver, Calgary, like that, those two teams are such tire fires. The whole scheduling thing is kind of ridiculous. Um, so we are going to just start with the playoff games and not sort of, you know, um, ruin the vibe, let's say of this awesome, you know, action packed three game playoff slate. Um, before we get to that, though, I do have to mention two things. First off, love your hat, DJ. Oh, thank you. Repping the nice. brand. I like your, yeah, nice, nice yeah. Hat. And then secondly, uh, you know, with this newfound playoff action, make sure you're checking out prizepicks.com. Uh, so head on over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. And it's a, you know, it's a new, not new if you're listening every day to the show, but it's a new way to engage in the games as they're going on. Um, so you can pick an entry from their board. So for the NHL, there's every game has what, two, four players from each game, two from each team set up with a posted fantasy score. All you have to do is pick the over or the under on the fantasy score. So as a reminder, uh, the scoring system is as follows. You get three points for a goal, two points for an assist and a half point for a block and a half point for a shot on goal. That's it. You don't need any fancy calculators. Those are the only four stats. Uh, It's super easy. And we've actually got a couple of picks to get you started on this Tuesday night. Uh, my guy, it's Brian Rust. Like, he's just far too low at 2.9. All he needs is a couple shots and an assist. But what Brian Rust is doing, he's playing on the top line with Cindy Crosby and Jake Gensel, of course. Um, he's playing on the top power play of those guys as well. Um, on the season, Brian Rust against the Islanders has actually averaged four shots plus blocks per game. So literally... You just need a spiked shots game. You need six total, or you just need one point. Like that's really all you need. So I think he's a great overbat. DJ, what do you got for me? Yeah. I mean, uh, the Florida Tampa game, if you watched had nine goals, (laughs) which was a crazy, (laughs) crazy game. And I'm sure a lot of people will be watching again, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday. And we're losing Sam Bennett, which I think will only help some of the top guys around him. And I'm going to take Sasha Barkov um, 3.5. Just like you kind of mentioned, I mean, he could in theory get there with seven shots on goal. I wouldn't be shocked if he did that, but hit him not getting a point in this game has got to be minus a million. Like he's so likely to have a point and be involved in the offense. Um, you know, one of their top guys on the power play shooting and just, you know, being awesome on the power play. He scored a power play goal last game. And, you know, I really like him to at least get one point and have four or five shots. So I think he gets the over pretty easily. That, that, that one seemed a little bit low for me. Um, 
But yeah, definitely head over to the prize picks if you're lucky enough to be in the right state. You can even do some single stats. And I think a lot of these games have a lot of potential for over. I know uh, maybe just quickly jam in the over on Talbot's uh, saves because (laughs) (laughs) that seems pretty likely. He had about 100. Um, There's a lot of different ways to kind of go about that. So with all that being said, prizepicks.com, code MMN for a up to $100 match bonus. Is there anything else you wanted to get to before we get to the three games? No, uh, let's kick things right off with the uh, 7.30. So, you know, 7.30 start. You get an extra 30 minutes to tinker if you're playing DFS or whatever. Uh, the Islanders at Pittsburgh, of course, minus 132 on the money line for Pittsburgh, coming off of that tough loss uh, in overtime. You know, I'm not sure they deserved to win necessarily, but it did feel like they were the better team for long stretches of that game. Um, so, you know, my lean right off the bat is sort of to just go, you know, go with the – Go with the girl who brought me. I was on Pittsburgh before the season started, so I'm just going to stay with them. I'm not. I'm not jumping off the ship. Um, so I like Pittsburgh at minus 132. It feels a little bit, uh, you know, too close uh, on the money line. So, and I I like the over 5.5 as well. Um, it didn't quite get there, right? It was at four. There was 43 actually. It did get there. What am I talking about? Um, but the game had a ton of pace, ton of tempo, not necessarily your mama's uh, Islanders game that you would be expecting. So I like Pittsburgh in the over, uh, but what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I'm personally probably not touching the money line here. I think it's going to be a really, really close game, but the over actually does seem to be a little more favored in the five and a half. Um, There was a good amount of pace. The Crosby line uh, got a heavy dose of everyone because it was out there for so many minutes. Uh, you know, I mean, there was overtime involved uh, and we saw Russ 26, Crosby 25 and Gensel 25. So I think that line in general was going to be a really good one to stack around that might go a little bit overlooked on the slate with people kind of looking at the shot totals for Vegas and the upper, like the, the Tampa, Florida um, kind of feeling games that we saw there for a lot of players. And I think it might just get overlooked a little bit. The Islanders, you know, they did everything they could to get uh, Pulak and uh, Pelic against that line, which definitely is a good defensive unit that could slow them down, but they're kind of rolling four uh, as best as they can. So there could be some, some opportunity for mismatches for them. And I do like that kind of upside. I'm not kind of fully buying in into Kyle Palmieri and, and Pajot line as being like revolutionary. They had a great, you know, ceiling game there, but I'm not going back to it. I think what I'm more interested in is getting a couple uh, pieces, especially of Pittsburgh one, and then some value pieces, which I, I really think exist here. Like guys like Wallstrom had 19 minutes at 2.9 on DraftKings. He's also a nice value to have a goal. He's on that Peugeot Palmieri line and on one of the power plays plus 350 for a, a kind of elite rate shooter kind of coming out of uh, the minors and oh, yeah. a rookie just doesn't really add up to me. I think that that's a, a bit of a mispricing there. Guys yeah. like Josh Bailey, 375 also power play. Um, he's on a pretty good line for the Islanders. So there's, like I said, there's a lot of value in this game compared to the rest, especially because I think we both are a bit on the over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Wallstrom's my favorite, like one-off type player. I'm my favorite mm-hmm. to score prop. You're probably not finding a shot prop on him, um, but you know, if he's playing anywhere close to 17, 18 minutes, which, you know, 19 last game with some help in overtime. Um, but, you know, it seems like he's right there. He's a, a, an awesome play on the Pittsburgh side. Um, I'm not expecting much to change. Um, you know, obviously stay tuned the morning skate for the status of Evgeny Malkin. But as of uh, Monday, he did not practice. He was not on a power play unit. So it seems like they're basically just running back the same lines, uh, which to me just, you know, vaults up Jared McCann into, uh, you know, necessary consideration. 
he's plus 290 to score a goal. He's, you know, in the safely in the mid tier on DraftKings. And, you know, basically you're getting a guy who every time that Malkin's been out of the lineup, McCann's been the shooter on the power play. Um, yeah, Cindy Crosby had a great game last time out, maybe took some of those shots away from him. But man, Jared McCann was just so lethal as a power play scorer that I think 4.9 for him on DraftKings, he, he should go pretty low owned. Uh, I'm not expecting many people to be on him. Um, but I think Jared McCann's one of my favorite guys, you know, if you're not playing Sid. But I think the main guy here that I want is just Cindy Crosby. I don't even know if I need to stack him. Like uh, the way he's the way he's been playing the last stretch running into the playoffs and then, you know, in game one, he's actually a guy you can play on his own and uh, expect him to get there. Uh, playing, you know, with Gensel and Rust, yeah, you can get exposure to those guys, but I don't think you need to sort of stack him up um, because he's just been such a dominant rate shooter. Um, we lose Sam Bennett on this slate, which, you know, is useful in DFS context, like who are you playing at center? To me, Sidney Crosby that guy. So that's sort of, and Barkov, of course, but like I'm spending up at center in general. So I think that's yeah. really where I'm looking in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts or anything else before just we move a, on? Just a, a couple housekeeping uh, notes. Dumoulin did miss practice on Monday. Not that he's a huge fan of the asset. So I would keep an eye on him because at 4K, like maybe you could talk yourself into punting with him. He almost had 30 minutes. Um, and I just wanted to mention that he missed practice. It sounds like it'll be okay. Jari is expected to start for Pittsburgh, and we don't know yet who's starting for the Islanders. Um, Torts, Trots, Trots will not tip his hand. Torts, Trots, Trots isn't going to tip his hand and let us know, but I think they're kind of expecting Verlamov to be back. We don't know for a fact yet, so just keep an eye on that as well, um, especially if you're going to do a showdown slate or anything of that nature. And lastly, Malkin, I think we're both expecting him to be out. But obviously, keep an eye on that. He's mm-hmm. definitely a game time decision. You know, just he's out there for warmups. He's in. He's fifty two hundred, and he could be in play. I mean, he kind of always shows up in the playoffs. So I don't know yeah. if there's anything else we really need to get to. Yeah, you know, uh, move over. But uh, if there's anything else, we don't ahead. need to talk too much about it. But like, if Dumoulin's out, then this makes Pittsburgh one of the best spots for just overall value. Like, on you know, yeah. on, when you play DFS, you usually have to punt at least one position. Cheap defense seems like a really good move here. Um, a guy like Mike Matheson for 3,100 should get a bit of power play time, uh, increase slightly in minutes. You know, he's already top four minutes guy, but uh, he should see a nice boost from that, maybe even playing alongside Chris Letang. But that's yeah, just that, one obvious yeah. spot to look. So anything else of, before yeah. we move on? Like I was saying, it's like with the Islanders, they're rolling four lines. They're most of their defensemen saw at least almost 20 minutes. Pittsburgh's not doing that. Like the yeah. top four for Pittsburgh defense all got 26, 26, 29, 32. Marino <laughs> and Pedersen. Marino, surprisingly, you know, kind of a bit exiled in, in an overtime game. So definitely Matheson, I think, is a real nice play. And a guy that has a pretty high ceiling. Um, you know, if you look back, obviously, there's was Buffalo, but he had a 10 shot plus blocks game against Buffalo. I'm not saying he does it against the Islanders, but you know, he could hit the bonus for sure. So yeah, yep. we can, with all that being said, we spent a, a lot of time on that one. We can move on. All right. Uh, so in Tampa at Florida, you know, the big news here is Sam Bennett has been suspended for a game uh, for boarding. You know, we, we can complain all we want about why wasn't McDonough suspended or whatever, but like, those are the facts. That's kind of what we got to deal with. Um, so that kind of does throw a monkey wrench into things. Obviously, Tampa came away victorious, but, you know, yet, yet again, it did feel like Florida was just all over them for fast stretches of that game. Um, so I really do feel like getting them at plus money 
is just, it's not stealing because of course Kucherov and, you know, Vasilevsky and whatever else can just steal a game at any point. Um, but Florida just looks so good. They're so puck dominant. Um, so if they can stay out of the box, which, you know, Sam Bennett did hurt them in that respect. Like I kind of like Florida on the money line here, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like the over again uh, at six. I think that that's an easy start. I think there's going to be a lot of upside in that. Um, we'll see who ends up starting in that. I don't know if we have any confirmation yet um, on either team, but, you know, Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky looked pretty human last game out. Uh, I, I can I, confirm Andre Vasilevsky will be starting. Yeah, almost. <laughs> you're right. Actually, you know what? It, it's not official yet, but you're right. There's no way they play McElhaney. He's yeah. not going to play the whole playoffs. So I think the biggest note, is if we can get any confirmation on who's taking Sam Bennett's power play spot. And I honestly, I feel like I can't even give like a, a somewhat solid answer on that, but yeah, do you have any I mean, thoggs? Yeah. Mean, I'll take a stab at it. Carter Verhage. Um, he didn't play at either unit last game. That's why I thought that's, that's my point. <laughs> that's the weirdest part though. Yeah. It's like, I, I would say Verhage for sure. And I do really think that bolts him you know, way up the track and you know, he is, Plus 188 to score. That's not fantastic. I thought it would be a little bit better than that. I mean, Horgris plus 245 seems kind of weird. Um, yeah, that that's – so obviously I like Verhage playing alongside Barkov um, yeah, and Duclair. Yeah. But Patrick Hornqvist, especially if they do maybe uh, mix things up to try and get Hornqvist with Huberto. Um, yeah, you know, Owen Tippett, I guess, scored last game. But I still think Hornqvist with his first power play gig uh, should be the guy. Um, you know, no Bennett there to sort of steal his rebounds, let's say, in that front. Like, it's, you know, the Hornfish show. Um, Hornfish has had great success on the year versus Tampa. Uh, four and a half shots plus blocks per game. Uh, one of the best, like, matchups on the slate in terms of, you know, when he played Tampa, he put up DraftKings points uh, among the elites on the slate, even better than a guy like Barkov. So, like, I think this is Hornfish for me. Um, but you know, there's a lot of good plays on Florida and I think I will be most heavily exposed to this Florida side. So, uh, yeah. any thoughts on any of these sort of like long shot guys or any shot props that you're looking at? I, I think the, the longest shot that I would go for is like a Montour to score just because he shot so many pucks at the net last game. And <laughs> one of them is He's bound back. to trickle in a eventually yeah. i mean you look at florida and montour was second on five on five by his time he had power play two time yandel had all the power play one run we know that's going to happen so it does hurt montour's upside but this guy is just he has great wheels and he has a just uncanny want to shoot the puck um so i do, I do think <laughs> yeah. if you're playing you know some florida it doesn't really matter who you pair him with because there's a good chance they'll be out there for them five on five so if you do like barkov um, you know, for Hagee and, and Montour, I think that's a way to get some savings. And I also just think that as anyone in that range, I mean, it's even between David Savard and Jan Ruda, like he's way more likely to score than those guys. Uh, just being, you know, fair, like he's going to shoot way more pucks. So if you're going crazy, I think he's the craziest odds. And then um, the other guy I had was, where is he? Uh, no one's really that crazy. I mean, I, I wanted to say Tippett, but I don't know. And yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Tippett's there, but I think I think just yeah, like why not just get up to? Um, I think as this. far as as far as shot props go, I would really I would get Barkov every time. I mean, his yeah. price picks numbers egregious. His shot prop numbers are probably just about equally as egregious, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guy on Tampa that I actually want is Steven Stamkos. Like, yeah, Kucherov had the explosion game, 
Um, but the Kucherov, Hedman, Stamkos, like triangle on the power play, it's just incredible. And yes, you know, Kucherov had it last game, but we know historically that the guy they're trying to set up is Steven Stamkos. You know, the 60 goal scorer, Steven Stamkos, like you're getting great value, I think, at plus 180 for him to score a goal. I mean, he's one of the best snipers of our, you know, of, of our lifetimes. Like it, it's not even, um, it's, it's, for me, it's a little crazy. You know, I like the over here. Um, I like both sides, obviously. So uh, Stamkos odds, I, I just think are excellent. Um, but yeah, just the one last thing on Brandon Montour, any longtime listener of like DJ and I yeah. and the One Escape podcast know that like he was our dude before he got traded to Buffalo. Like I, I, I fell, I was so into Brandon Montour. I went to a freaking Flyers game when they sucked just to see the Ducks play. And Brandon Montour scored a breakaway goal as a defenseman. The picture I took of that moment is still my DraftKings uh, profile picture, by the way. Like I just, per, you know, I caught it perfectly. I just, I just, you know, I got lucky. Um, and so, you know, it's just my profile picture. So he's been my boy since, you know, since he was a rookie basically. Um, and I could, you know, talk to you about his USA, USHL statistics or whatever, but Buffalo broken yep. watching one game of the playoffs and Brandon Montour. It's just like everything came flowing back. Like this is the player that, you know, I'm really in on. Um, so, you know, like you, I think I will be getting, you know, just my, my personal sprinkling of Brandon Montour, despite his non-power play one status. So let's, uh, yeah. let, let's move things along though. Yeah. We, we, we can move to the last game. Unless there's anything else you wanted to mention. I mean, I don't nope. want to take one game as the complete gospel, but I do think we kind of covered the most of it. And we'll see if we get any news, you know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we'll try to get it out. I've been trying to tweet more off my personal account, just of, of lines, if I get power play or anything of that nature. So We'll move to the last game. It was, you know, probably the most exciting one of the game I've ever watched. Minnesota at Vegas. Um, Flurry continues to be the best goalie in the league, I'd say. I don't even know if that's a bold take at this point. Um, and still got the loss as Eric Sinek buries the OT winner. Minnesota, the biggest underdog on the slate, um, get, got the win last time out. So, I, I mean, obviously, the, the biggest thing is, is will Posh ready to be back or not? I think that's got to be the, the biggest news here. But with all that being said, without assuming if he will or won't be, what are your initial thoughts on this game? You know, it, like, it's weird for a one nothing game to sort of, you know, back my uh, prior convictions that this, you know, this game would be a lot of, or this series would be a lot of overs. Um, but it did. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it was just so insane. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would love to sit here and complain about the refs or whatever, but like, you know, there was this much offense being created with prison rules going on. Like if, you know, if, if penalties were called like even remotely, like to the extent they were in the regular season, which I know, I know it's the playoffs and you, you know, you have to close, you know, you close the rule book and you throw it away and whatever, manage the game refs, go ahead. But if those two teams get on the power play, I do think there could be a lot of goals here. Um, especially if patches is back, that's obviously a primary concern. Um, but if Patches is not back, it's Cam Talbot season, baby. I'm in on yeah. I'm in on Minnesota. Um, I think if Patches is in, I'm staying away from the money line. Um, but yeah, give me plus 140 Minnesota. Like you know, Minnesota had Vegas's number all season. Cam Talbot obviously had a fantastic game, but it was it was pretty close both ways. Um, so you know, I'm I'm here about the underdog wild. You know, I, I think they can uh, give them a run in this series for sure. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I think that the biggest part of the Pacioretty news for me is that, you know, that line without Pacioretty had uh, Thomas Nozick, right? That, that too was slotted in. I have it up, actually. Yeah, um, they they did and, some other stuff. You know, they, they yeah, double-shifted they talk and talk, whatever. Yeah. It, it was, 
Yeah. But but normal stuff. They though. tried to match up Stone with the Kaprizov line, and the Kaprizov line absolutely caved them in. Yeah. Um, I think they went for about 14 or 15 shots on net. All of them basically hit the bonus. Hartman had about 19 good chances, <laughs> it felt like, and couldn't end up getting one yeah. in. So, you know, I think that's more of the angle I'm taking. And, and if, you know, Paltrotti's out and that line just isn't clicking, you're getting Zuko Brello at plus 325 to score. You're getting Hartman at plus 350 to score. I might just put 20 bucks on both of them and, you know, maybe they both score and you're, and you're kind of swimming and maybe they, you know, one scores and you're still making a nice little profit there, but those odds just don't seem right um, to me at least. Uh, so that's probably my best angle. I just don't get how like Jordan Greenway's the same as them. Like, you know, the guy's out there and he, you know, he could bang one in, but I don't know, man. Um, yeah. So um, that's kind you of know, my just, thing. just another ho-hum, uh, Kirill Kaprizov hitting over two and a half shots uh, for yep. what the uh, 14th straight game now. Um, you might so be good at hockey. Probably doing that again. You know, I'm going to yep. guess that Ryan Hartman and, you know, Kaprizov got there, of course, but Hartman yep. and Zuccarello's took a lot of shots that, you know, usually Kaprizov's the shooter there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty in on that. As far as, you know, DraftKings goes, I don't know if I can sell myself on uh, Zuccarello at 4,500 or Hartman. You know, Hartman's a slightly better value just because he has better rates too, historically. Um, but Kaprizov especially is just a fantastic play. Um, I probably will go back to the Fiala Kaprizov power play stack. Um, just, you know, get two key shooters on both their lines, not have to worry about five on five, like who likes five on five hockey, like give me the power plays. Um, so, you know, Fiala, I think is a little thin at his price, you know, if we're talking DFS. Um, but I think he's a guy who will be, you know, lower owned than basically anyone else in this price range. So, you know, that's sort of just an easy way to be a little bit different and still get plays that you like um, because Fiala is awesome and he's one of the best power play scorers in the league. So really quickly, Cam Talbot, 42 stops, right? 42 shots, 42 stops. Only one player for Vegas hit the DraftKings shot on goal bonus. Could you tell me who that is? Was it Shea Theodore? It was Shea Theodore. It was, okay. Shea okay. Theodore was the only one on yeah, on defense, 58 on trade. I mean, like, I don't know. I really feel like tomorrow I'm going to break my my vow of one lineup and might go with two <laughs> or three. And I hate to say it because I, I don't actually know because I'm actually going to a minor league baseball game tomorrow, like you alluded to doing, uh, stepping away from the four o'clock game. But man, do I want Shea Theodore. I really want Shea Theodore. I want Peter Angelo too. Like they're both really, really good, but I really want Shea Theodore in my lineup at 5,800. That just doesn't seem like a, 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 the right price for him. That just seems too low. Um, you could really pair him with anyone. The power yeah, play don't. line that he was with <laughs> was the entire Marcheseau line. I think that makes the most sense, obviously, especially yep. because yep. it seems like the stone line is going, going against that uh, Minnesota one. So you could definitely talk me into like a Hartman Kaprizov and then, you know, March it. So either Smith or Carlson with Theodore and probably Smith. Cause I want to get more uh, top line centers and then just a couple punts defensemen like Montour. Like that's kind of how I'm thinking about constructing a lineup tomorrow. Yeah, No, that's uh, um, yeah. And, and you know, I think if I'm looking for player props on the, on the Vegas side, I do think March is so is the first guy I'm looking at and Shea Theodore too. Um, but for the exact reasons you said, like they're sort of getting the uh, slightly better matchups against say the Victor Rasks of the world rather than the Caprizovs. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's a good way to go about things here. 
Um, just let's see. One last thing I did want to mention is that, uh, well, we already kind of covered it, but Alex Tuck could be playing top line with Mark Stone, which like, you know, in any, if that's the case, like that's where you sort of look for your obvious value. Um, so just wanted to sort of throw that one out there as like a, Hey, just don't forget about Tuck. Yeah. Make sure you're betting his goal prop. If, uh, yeah, I, if he's I playing with so Mark too. Stone. So, all right. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, and and the, like the, the one thing I was going to last thing, I don't want to forget it is if we get the news that like the lines are the same for Vegas, that Mark Stone under on three and a half seems pretty, pretty good. There's no pot ready. He's with Nozick and uh, Steven Sevenson. Like he's not a great shooter. Three and yeah. a half. I mean, he's going to have to get two assists. And, you know, he plays a lot of minutes and power play. You never know, but that might be a bit of a spicy take, but that's why we're here. Yeah, no, uh, Mark Stone is definitely not the, you know, primary shooter. So I, it's, it's always dangerous, you know, a guy as good as him, but um, you know, it, it certainly bears out in the statistics when you look at them. So um, yeah, I think we can pretty much uh, be done with that. I mean, there's, these are three games that I'm really, really, really looking forward to. And I do think yeah, that the DFS is so really interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I... I'm like looking um, so, right now and I'm like, wait, I forgot this. I forgot this. I'm like, how am I going to, there's no way to get it all in. So uh, Matt, I think you were teeing it up. I was teeing it up. So you were teeing you know, it up and I was about to tee it up. So I'll let you tee it up. <laughs> we've got, we've got two bets to make, you know, like, uh, you know, I make one, you make one. And if we both don't hit, I don't know, Jack Eichel gets traded immediately mm-hmm. and, and Sam Reinhardt too. They, they get traded immediately. You lose. Like, well, what, what bet and are you trying can't to make? cry about it. <laughs> 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 All oh right. boy Oof. this is so uh, so so what's the uh, you know now the stakes are high like what what's your bet i mean do we have to make like kind of difficult bets here or like how we caprice off shot gun goal over like i can't like it's you know what i mean like what, Look, what, that, what like what is it? The, the odds are an extreme on that i mean i think that's i think I that's know. solid is that what you want to go for yeah why not i'll take that then all right um if I can't take Brian Rust price picks over, like I really do feel good about that one. Two point pretty egregious. Um, but if I can't, you know, if that's a technicality, I will take the Florida money line. Yeah. They're plus money. Yeah. Jack Eichel might be traded tomorrow, but you know what? I'm here about it. Um, so give me Florida on the money line. I, I just think they're the, the, they're the slightly better team. I think that, you know, if Vasilevsky has even a whiff of an off game, uh, which, by the way, Vasilevsky's been terrible against Florida all year. Uh, he had a below 900 save percentage in like seven matchups against them. Didn't necessarily look sharp in you know game game one either. Like he was okay, I would say. Um, I think Florida's you know in to make this a long series, so I think it starts here with a home yeah, dive. I really, really, really like Krieger if he starts tomorrow. We haven't got yeah. confirmation. I, I think he is the far superior goalie and that tandem, at least he has been this year. He has a 927 save percentage and they're like, he's good. Or, or Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight's awesome. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, it, it, I don't even know what, what because Drieger is a couple hundred cheaper. Where is Spencer Knight? Spencer Knight's. Yeah. He's, hmm, they're both okay. 79 and then Drieger. I just lost. Like what happened to Drieger? Like, yeah. He, if, if he's in, it just makes your lineup a lot easier, I think, because he could, I mean, last time out against Tampa, it was, you know, the 10th, 30 save shutout. Yeah. Like, I, I think mean, that that game's going to have a ton of pace. Goalie in general, you know, just one last thing. Goalie in general is real interesting because there's usually, like, the 7K guy where it's like, you know, plug your nose and, like, yeah, he's 1,500 cheaper than the most expensive guy. So, like, he's 
you're not getting that here. Like Marc-Andre Fleury at 8,400 is the most expensive goalie. And the cheapest goalie is Cam Talbot at 7,500. So it's really, you know, tightly uh, condensed in terms of pricing. So the ownership is going to be high on Talbot. I honestly don't think so. Um, Yeah. You know, it'll like, there's only six goalies to pick from, but I don't think he will be the most popular goalie. No. So fair enough. That's fair. All right. right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get on out of here. Make sure you're following uh, the Mayo Media Network at Mayo Media Net. Um, I did see a little, you know, a little birdie told me in my uh, Pat Mayo Experience uh, newsletter in my email, which, by the way, you know, sign up for that, uh, that he's given away a ton of money for the PGA Championship. So make sure you're following Pat on basically any possible social media, uh, whatever email, like free money is free money. Uh, so make sure you're doing that, you know, uh, show him some love for, uh, you know, giving two buffoons like DJ and I a platform. Um, and, yeah, you know and, what? Uh, actually, we really are buffoons if we're going to use the term buffoons. <laughs> um, all right, yes, uh, yes, that one that wins on a technicality. All right, uh, um, but yeah, best of luck and enjoy the crap out of this Tuesday slate. We'll be back here on Thursday. So, DJ, for myself, good luck out there. We will see you.